When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 3, Chapter Titled. It's not you, it's me. I thought of that this morning, and I, when I was listening to Finley listen to, or watch Animaniacs, maybe listen, he just has it on all the time now, mm-hmm. and I thought, damn it, I should have done that the week that we talked about Animaniacs. Well, you could call it a missed opportunity, or... It's it's fine because you or did it this time. Delayed gratification. That's perfect. Um, hi, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And there's a dog tip tapping across the hallway. <laughs> um, how have you been, Tanya? I've been all right. Yeah. How, how about right? you? I've been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been okay. Yeah. I've been fine. I've been. Um, listen, I've been binging. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. We talked about this like a year ago, probably. Uh, it no, was, it was beginning a few of, months it, ago. It was the beginning of quarantine. We had started it right around then. It was too stressful for us at the time, so we stopped watching uh, because life itself was too stressful. Life itself is still too tr- stressful for Tanya, and I got the okay to watch it by myself. And anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows that you have shows that you watch with your partner that if you watch it without them... It's not okay. So, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was such a show, and now I've been given control over it myself, and it feels so nice. But do you miss me? Uh, yes, I miss you, but you can't handle the show. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. Like, I internalize, like, emotional things way too hard for me to be able to watch that show right now. Yeah, so I'm just happy that I'm finally going to get through the series. Uh, because watching it together, we wouldn't finish it for another nine and a half years. Yep. Um, I had to think of some way to keep you for nine and a half years. Well, the chains are off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist all by myself. Uh, and I love it so much, and I can't wait to get to the end just so I can finally know how it really ends. Like, get that closure. Yeah. I can't wait for you to tell me how yeah. it ends so that I can get that closure. Yeah, but I'm excited. I love that show. It's definitely my favorite anime ever. Um, Brotherhood or the original? Brotherhood. Really? I think. I mean, let's see how it ends. But I will say, like, the original, like, meanders about halfway through it. They, uh... They they stop following the manga, and then the, the series, like, branches off and just starts to go off, and, well, here's what happens when blah, blah, blah. Um, but this follows the manga, and it's very clear now, this deep into the series, that there's a plan for everything. Like, right. it's calling back to things at the beginning that you're like, oh, wait, they never, they never satisfied that in the original anime because... They didn't have an ending. Right. Uh, so, yes, I am loving it quite a bit. And um, Winry is my favorite anime character ever. Um, uh, Ed and Al are very close. So is... I just I just want to name all the characters. I mean, so Full Metal Alchemist is my favorite anime of all time. Mm-hmm. 100%. I wish that it wasn't so stressful for me to watch Brotherhood. But, what, like... Alphonse is my favorite anime character mm-hmm. ever. So I'm with you on that. Like, it's such a heart-wrenching um, 
it, it pulls you into that world so well, which is why I can't watch it. Yep. Um, and which is why I love it so much. Anyway, and the music is so good. Anyway. And he um, wants to marry Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, it'll let me watch whatever I want. <laughs> uh, one of these, I let you watch whatever one, you want. One of these days I'm going to have to finish The Good Place alone, too. Um, anyway, Tanya, what yes. have you been up to? Um, mostly Christmas stuff, like trying to get ready for Christmas. I think we talked about it some last year. We always do the calendar every year, and this year is different, to say the least. Quick recap for anybody who hasn't listened to us for over a year. We do an advent calendar where Tanya fills out thing, nice things for the kids to do during each day. So 1 through 25, nice things for the kids to do, either something positive or something happy or whatever. Something helpful. Right. Um, in the past, a lot of it has been surrounding reaching out and helping other people. I wanted them to look at Christmas time as a time to um, build... Uh, I guess their fondness for helping people mm-hmm. and making other people's holiday specials. So it would be small things like helping their teachers or bringing their teachers a card or, you know, writing letters to, um, we did writing letters to their grandparents that were out of state at one point, like just things that they might not think of to look outside of themselves and to you, do for other people. And you know what you can't be near this year? People. People. Right. So anything that they would have done at school, like holding doors for people, helping their teachers, all of that is out the window completely. Um, We've done handing out quarters in front of Aldi for the Aldi carts. We've done like those are all things that we can't do now. So this year has been difficult to come up with and it's been more about being together. Wouldn't that be like the worst like... um the worst possible lesson that anyone could ever learn. Like, if our kids are like, well, how'd your whole family get sick? Oh, we were passing out quarters in front of Aldi trying to do something nice. Right. That's how you build supervillains. Right. Yeah, no. So this year, it's been... I think that's how Magneto started. <laughs> Most definitely how Magneto started. Um, so we've been doing things more, like, internally in the home, Um Doing, having them pick board games, having them focus on each other. Um, and I would have them do more for the neighbors because our neighbors are pretty close. And we, you know, uh, do things for them throughout the year. But again, like they've done this for so long that they've just been doing things for the neighbors already. And I can't put it in the calendar. Yeah. They made pretzel bites for one neighbor and meringues for the other neighbor. And it wasn't in the calendar, which is great because their mindsets are all ready to think outside of themselves. But it's just like a less thing that I have to put in the calendar. Right. On a year when there's already less to put in there. If you right. guys have any ideas. Oh, please. Please, oh, please, yeah. please. What like, are some of the things you've done so far? Real quick. Like um, name three. So far, I have um, each Thursday, they're going to focus on another one of their siblings. So like Thursday, they were supposed to ask Finley what he wanted to do and do that. And then okay. like, that's one so thing. that's one of them. Um, they have, oh, goodness. Um Made cards for a care package. Okay. Um, I mean, really, we've just been like watching Christmas movies or, or things like that. Yeah. So if you have things that we can do to reach out to the community without actually coming in contact with the community, 
please. And without spending a, bo- a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. We are trying not to spend money on it. Right. It's supposed to be like giving of themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's one. <laughs> All right. So you know what else we did? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I almost answered the question for real again. I'm sorry. At this point, you might as well, because this is going to be a very short episode, I think. Um, I know when we get opinionated, the episodes tend to be longer. Mm-hmm. We're very opinionated about this episode, but I don't think we're going to want to talk about no. it a lot. Um, so what else we did? We watched Boy Meets World. Season 5, Episode 3, Chapter Title. It's not you, it's me. Um, and uh, all right, so I'm going to let you blurb me up and then I'm going to throw out a preface. Okay. Blurb me. The blurb for Season 5, Episode 3, It's Not You, It's Me, is Corey and Sean have a big fight over college. So it'd be nice if that kind of was what the episode was about, I guess. Um, But there's a lot of um, homophobic humor in this. And I want to point that up front because we're going to talk about it. Um, and one, it, some of the episodes going to be a bummer to listen to. And two, some of the episode might be stressful for anybody to listen to that has been through these situations before. Right. So, um, but we're also going to find positive to talk about because I can't just sit here and talk negative about it for 25 minutes. Right. And, and I will also say like, we do understand this is the nineties and that this kind of humor was normal. Um, that doesn't make it okay. And it, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't discuss it. Right. And there have been a lot of episodes in the, or several jokes in the past that we have brought up and we're like, Oh, that was a gross joke, but it's the nineties. And like, it was a different time. This isn't that like, no, this we is, were screaming. This is, we weren't screaming. <laughs> I was screaming at being the TV. Dramatic. Um, but this, these jokes were hurtful. They weren't distasteful. They were hurtful. So yes. we'll get there when we get there. Anyway, classroom or not Tanya. Let's start with the, a bright the spot. Biggest bright spot. Classroom or not. We are in the classroom. Just say classroom. Well, I didn't know if you were going to keep talking. You kept like making the face that you make when you're about to say more. I was about to say yay. Oh. But then you were like, we, we happen to be in the classroom today. Oh, classroom. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What class are we in? Feenies. Yeah. History class with Feeny. And Feeny's talking about what? Telling Sean how babies are made? Yeah, he goes, and that, Mr. Hunter, is how babies were made. And Sean goes, I still don't believe it. Uh, And then uh, Mr. Feeney talks about how it's about to be college day and all the college... uh, Recruitment. Yeah, they're coming in to talk to the students. And then as they're walking out, Mr. Feeney decides to loudly announce in front of the entire class, Oh, Mr. Matthews, your meeting with Stanford got moved from 3 o'clock to 3.30. Yeah, and Sean gets... And all the other kids are like, he never talks to us. Right. And Sean is like, "Um, Stanford? What do you mean Stanford? Like, I couldn't get into Stanford. Why are you doing an interview for Stanford? You didn't tell me about this. And Corey's like, I mean, I um, have applied to a whole bunch of different schools. And um, I mean, I could go to any of them. And Sean's like, but I can't go to any of them. Did you apply to any that I could go to? Like, you promised me that we would go to school together. Right. And so Sean's freaking out. Um, they they walk their way out into the hallway and Corey is just like, okay, you know what? You're, you're right. Like, what's on your list? What's your list? And Sean can't tell him anything. Sean's just like, oh, my, my list? My list is um, not 
figured out because I know that my best friend wouldn't go to a college without me. Um, so and Corey's like, I don't like your list. <laughs> right. Um, so they argue for a bit. It's very ridiculous. Like, very, very ridiculous. And then we do a weird, like, change to where I guess it's later in the day and we're back in the hallway. Well, still early in this discussion, they do bring up the fact that, like, well, maybe I'll get new friends that won't leave me. And they, they're like, okay, fine. Y'all get new friends, too. And then it cuts to later this evening in the same spot. Yeah, like it's like they flip the screen, but they're back to the hallway and it's like later in the day. And Corey's like, I think we need to talk about this. And Sean's like, we have nothing to talk about. Like, I think Sean says we need to talk about the fact that our entire relationship is built on a lie. We've been through this, guys. Literally last season. Like every season we have this episode where Corey and Sean are just not compatible with each other because they come from different sides of the tracks and ugh. I can't handle it anymore. Yes. Uh, and, and Sean and Corey, who have been friends since they were children, but sometimes not. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I wrote down hate you. Who says hate you? So um, they keep arguing. And then Sean's like, well, uh, I just spent a whole lot of money to get a skywriter to write. Uh-huh. I hate Corey. And Corey was like, you did not. And he's like, I did. And Topanga comes over and she's like, Corey, are you sure everything's okay with you and Sean? And he's like, yeah, everything's great. He just spent a lot of money on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they go in and as Corey's like talking to Topanga about how everything's fine, he goes to sit down and he's like, ah, there's somebody else in his seat. Um. As we all know, Corey always sits in front of Sean, and in this episode now, there is a boy named Andy sitting in front of Sean. Aaron. Oh, I thought it was Andy. I wrote down Aaron. I wouldn't have written down anything wrong ever. That's true, and I always write down the wrong thing, so it's probably Aaron. (laughs) There's an Andy later. Okay. Um, Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. There's definitely an Andy at some point. Anyway, this sucks. Um, well, it's not Corey sitting in front of Sean. And uh, so Corey and Sean start talking. And they're like, All right, you know what? We need to talk. I think it's I, we need to see other people. Um, well, and Sean is like adamant that like they need space. Yeah. He's just like, give me my space, man. And Corey's like, oh, oh OK. And he's very much playing like the rejected girlfriend. And he walks over. He's like, I mean, I can get new friends, too. It's fine. And he walks over to this like gentle giant mm-hmm. and he's like hey and he's just like leaned up against the desk and he's like what's your name and the guy's like i'm lionel and he's like oh that's nice and lionel's like you want some grapes and Corey's like i would love some and he grabs the grapes sits down behind lionel and then like looks at sean while eating grapes he's like i'm eating another boy's grapes and Topanga says, oh, you're jealous. That's cute or whatever. Right. Um, so we go now to the apartment. Yeah. The, the, the new, newly found Eric, Jack, Sean apartment. Mm-hmm. Which I keep forgetting that Sean lives Gotta there. Think I of don't a better know why. name for it. Eric, Jack, Sean apartment. I don't know. There's got to be a name. You'll Get- come up with one next week. Yeah. And then I'll forget it the following week. <laughs> um, so we're at the apartment. Eric's on the couch. Eric and Jack, right? Not yet. Okay. Eric's on the couch. He's talking to himself about how he has to write an essay. It's his first big college essay. He's going to do it. He licks his pencil. He puts his pencil to the paper and he's just like, 
I need my mommy or something. No. I need mommy. I want my mommy. And then he says that was three words, which it was not three words. Eric's dumb. Get it? <laughs> um, and Jack is like, dude, you had three weeks to write this paper. Why are you just now writing it? And Eric yells, don't make fun of my learning disability. And Jack is like, you have a learning disability? And he goes, well, duh. Um, so I really wish we could explore that more. Like, it, like as him, ha- it's always been a joke that mm-hmm. he's dumb, mm-hmm. which is not good. Right. Especially now that he's saying that he has a learning disability. I think he was just saying that, which is less funny. And it's, I mean, it wasn't funny at all. Right. But learning disabilities are not a joke. Right. But it sounded to me like he was just making a joke. Okay. Um, and Jack's like, oh my gosh, you have a learning disability? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, he asks Jack what his paper's about, and Jack says it was about his summer in China, um, working with fossils. paleontologists, digging up fossils. And Eric is like, oh, so you literally, your your first college paper is uh, what I did over the summer paper? And he's like, do you have pictures? And Jack's like, no. And he goes, then you got nothing. Um, and he's like, and Jack starts like crying. He's like, you're right. I didn't even go. It my was sister. my sister. She's 10. <laughs> That's why there's no pictures. <laughs> and they're kind of like holding each other on the couch. And Jack's like, what are we going to do? And Eric's like, oh, I know exactly what we're going to do. And Jack goes, oh, we're going to pull an all nighter, work together until we have the best possible papers. And Eric goes, no, we're going to do what I always do. Make friends with the dean. Um, so now we go to the kitchen. Where you go to the kitchen where everything went from this is not good to, oh, no, this is really bad. So Corey and Morgan are sitting at the table. Corey's in his pajamas. He's eating ice cream out of the carton. And Amy comes in and she's just like, Corey, is everything okay? It's 6 p.m. And you're still in your pajamas or you're in your pajamas. And Morgan's like, uh, he and Sean had a fight and Sean broke up with him. And, um, um, to our, uh, what? <laughs> Amy, Amy is like, um, oh, you're going to be okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then the phone rings and, um, somebody's like, it's Lionel, right? Mm-mm, no. So then, um, Amy says, oh, someone named Lionel called for you and you weren't around. And Corey was like, oh yeah. Um, if. If he calls again, just tell him I'm not here. And Morgan says, you shouldn't treat him like she that. Says He's going to break up with you, too. First, she says, that's Corey's new boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And then when Corey says, yeah, I don't know, I'll call him back. She's like, yeah, he's going to break up with you, too. Right. Um, and then Alan comes in. Yes. Um, the bright spot of nothing. Uh, Alan comes in. Corey's freaking out. Corey and Amy are talking about Corey missing Sean or whatever. Well, and Alan says, I was just at Pink's. Where were you? Mm-hmm. And Corey was like, right here. Why? And he was like, well, because Sean was there and I figured you would be and there. And Corey's like, was, was he alone? And Alan says, no, he was there with like three guys. And he's like, well, of course he was. He was. He's he's moved on already. And he starts freaking out. There's a whole like it's an obvious like this is an ex, right? A, a spurned ex. And he like storms out. And he's like, I'm gonna go eat my ice cream and watch Lifetime movies. And Alan says nothing. Alan says, um, he turns to Amy and he goes, 
are he and Topanga okay? And she goes, yeah, they're great. Like better than ever. And he goes, when when they kiss, Corey enjoys it, right? My stomach just flipped. I didn't like hearing that come out of your mouth. Yeah, it was bad. And But even up, like, so we went, ugh. But at this point, it was still like, Alan sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like... There, everything else should be fine. Like, Corey and Sean will handle this We're well. We're used to Alan saying gross stuff like, you know, sexualizing Carrie Russell, who was a teenager, and pushing Eric to have sex with people, and... Like, we still have we still have our, our good moral centers, Feeney and Topanga. They would never steer us wrong later on in this episode, would they? And we definitely didn't think they would. So, anyway, now we go to the college, um... Where they are waiting out, or Jack and uh, Eric are waiting outside the dean's office, and Jack is like, "Are you sure?" Wait. What? Oh, I guess so. I I had chubbies next. Yeah, well, you kind of fell off after that joke. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, Jack and Eric are standing outside the dean's office, and Jack is like, "Are you sure we should be doing this?" And Eric is like, "Yeah, this is how I got through high school. Like, you gotta." You got to befriend, uh, now we got to befriend the Dean. Um, and later on we got to befriend our bosses so we can, we can get jobs and then we got to get married and befriend our wives. And which by the way, that's Eric didn't get through school by bribing Feeney. Like he got through because he listened to what Feeney told him to do. And Feeney forced him to do all the work. Right. So anyway, they're, they try to grab the dean as he's walking into the hallway, and the dean is just like, not now. And and goes into his office and shuts the door. Yeah. And Jack goes to walk away. And Eric's like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? And he barges into the dean's office. And the dean says, I don't think you understood me. And he goes, you don't listen, do you? Mm. And... Um, um, th- th- Eric tries... Th- they make a thinly veiled attempt to bribe the dean... And the uh, dean's like, um, this happens all the time. Like, you think you're the only people right. who ever try to become friends with me? Like, that's not who I am. That's not how this is going. Go do what you need to do. And Eric is just like, but you're supposed to be our mentor. And he's like, oh, the mentor thing? Like, you think that's going to work for you? Um, mentors are just for people who can't think for themselves. Um, and then he, like, storms the door and runs out. But uh, leaves the boys in his office. <laughs> uh, and now we get a Chubby's. Yeah, we're at Chubby's, where Topanga and Lionel and Corey are all at a bench or at a booth. And um, Corey is like snuggled up to Lionel, who is just the sweetest thing. And Corey's just like, you know, Lionel's really great. Like, he has a beautiful singing voice. And um, Topanga's like, uh huh, okay. Uh, Corey, I need to talk to you for a minute. And she pulls him out of the booth. Takes him to the side, gives him a big old kiss, and then she goes, Corey, did you enjoy that? And Corey says, yeah. And she goes, oh, good. Oof. Yeah. We've officially taken a turn. Um, that was a bummer. Yeah. Because now you're, you're, liter- you're not making a tasteless joke at this point. Now you're making a negative uh, you're you're putting a negative spin on Corey being whatever he is with Sean. Right. 
not only, which I'm sure we'll get into in our, this is how I feel about this episode, not only is it uh, degrading to an entire community of people, but it's also incredibly toxic to men who should be allowed to have emotions over losing friends. That was our whole point. I mean, their whole point last season where it was like, Corey and Sean are just super close and everybody is like understands that. Right. So dudes go be close to each other. Yeah. We were like singing the praises of the fact that this show is like relationships are relationships. This is a good way for guys to be with each other. And everyone else who thinks it's bad is ridiculous. But and now it's gross. There's no this way it keeps going from here, though. Topanga's smarter than that. You're so. right. She's so smart. <sighs> um. So uh, they sit down and, and Topanga says something about how, like, you're, you know, let's not talk about Sean. And as she says that, Sean walks down the stairs with three dudes mm-hmm. All wearing leather jackets, the same leather jacket as Sean. Mm-hmm. And Corey storms over to their booth and starts freaking out on Sean about, like, how could you do this to me? You're doing this in front of everybody. And they get in a really big fight. They end up, like, throwing water all over each other. Everybody starts yelling cat fight and, and uh, crowding around them. And Sean starts screaming, like, you knew this was never going to work because we come from different places. Like, it's, We've it's, been here. It's not even a different way of putting it. Like, they just took it down to the lowest level they could possibly say it. And the way they said it is, we're different now. We're, we've always been different. Yeah. It's, we, we've been here. We've done this. Yeah. It's, it's not like they're telling it better. No, they're telling, they're it, telling worse. it worse. Um, they were like, let's take an episode that we've done before and make it awful. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you're a college. I'm a townie. It is what it is. Um, anyway, so we go to the apartment. And Corey and uh, Lionel are riding up the elevator. And Corey is like, Lionel, I'm not going to lie to you. It might get scary in there. You might have to take a punch. Um, or if a punch is thrown, I expect you to take it for me. And Lionel's like, okay. Yeah. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. I love him so much. Like, can we get Lionel some more? I love him so much. And he's like, there's, but there's no way Sean has any intention of giving my stuff back. And as they, he says that they walk up to the door. And there's a giant box with all of Corey's stuff in it. And he's like, oh, he would do this and starts banging on the door. And Sean goes to open it and he's like, oh, Eric. Oh, oh, it's you. And there's, like, a raging party going on inside. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, you, you're you having a party without me? And Sean is like, yeah, it's just me and a bunch of close friends. And Corey is like, well, close friends, huh? And Sean says, yeah, like, people that I don't care about. Like, they could just walk out any second and I wouldn't care. And he's like, screams, everybody out and they start walking out and he's like nope everybody back in and he's like see no emotions at all um and Corey's just like well it's been a good run like it's officially over we're done and then he goes remember that time that we ate cake um at the mall at paramus mm. and sean's like no no reminiscing no emotions no emotions it's too hard and they go to walk back to the elevator and Sean pulls Lionel over 
And he's just like, Lionel, um, when you guys play basketball, make sure there's water beside the court because Corey gets dehydrated really easy and maybe let him win a few times because he really likes that. And don't ever, ever have cake with him at Primus because that's our thing. And Lionel just like takes it. It goes back to the elevator. And start to finish, this scene is great. Yes. Like if in a bubble, this scene would have been a good part of an episode. Yes. Um, but now we go to the Dean Boris's house. Borak? Borak? Dean Borak's house. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where they're rehashing the Feeny joke. Because Feeny, or yeah, Eric is standing outside. he starts yelling, Dean! Dean Borak! And um, it's like this gigantic mansion, and they have like a bakery box with them, and it's like five minutes before the Dean even comes to the door, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? Like... They're harassing him. Mm -hmm. I would have called the cops. And he's like, oh, you've got a, what's it? Bobka. Bobka. You've got a Bobka? You can do better. He's like, I cannot be bribed with a Bobka. And he goes, you know what? Um, I'm going to let you meet Hildy. Hildy? And they're like, we get to meet his daughter. And he goes, no, you get to meet my Rodweiler. (laughs) It was delivered very well. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, Doberman. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it was a Doberman because I love Dobermans. And I was just thinking about Sam, my mom's Doberman, Mm -hmm. like coming to the door. She's not threatening at all. Everybody knows Sam. Everybody, all of our listeners know Sam. Samantha is the most adorable, wonderful, honey-colored Doberman with long ears that you've ever seen. And she is the sweetest, most wonderful dog on the planet. See, this is what happens when you write a shitty, homophobic episode of Boy Meets World. Tanya just starts talking about the dogs that she knows. It's a dog that I love. And that you're expected to know, too. You know, the dog. Well, now you do. <laughs> so Let me introduce you to Sam, the Doberman. So we go... Back to the backyard where Eric's doing the Feeny thing again now. Yeah, he's doing the real Feeny call now. and, and Feeny takes his hand and puts it over Eric's mouth. And he's and, like, we're not doing this. And he goes, I, I've been expecting you. I knew you would come, whether it be last week or yesterday or and today. And he says, and who did you bring with you? And Eric says, it's my roommate, Jack. And Mr. Feeny says, why won't he look at me in the eyes? <laughs> And Jack's like, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so Eric starts talking about how, like, they need help on their papers. Um, that, you know, what if they turn in their papers and it turns out that the school realizes that it's all been a mistake to let them in? Yeah, like they're fakes. And Mr. Feeney says, you getting into this school wasn't a random chance. You applied for the school, interviewed for the school, and they accepted you. You belong there. Go write something from the heart. Well, and he says, what is your paper supposed to be about? And they're like, oh, it's like, it's a free thing. Like, we just write about whatever we want. Yeah, it's like 10,000 words or something. Write whatever you want in any phrasing that you'd like. And it doesn't even have to be in English. And Mr. Feeney is like, um... He's like, are you kidding me? So, um... Eric's just like, so, you know, what should I write about? I'm just, like, so nervous about this. And Mr. Feeney's like, what about the anxiety that you're feeling right now? And Eric's like, you've done it again. I'm going to go write about my anxiety. And then uh, he grabs Jack and is like, no, what's your paper going to be about? And he goes, well, what's going to be about my uh, trip to to China when I was 10 uh, to 
dig up dinosaur bones? And he's like, you got any pictures? And uh, Jack goes, no. And he goes, then you got nothing. (laughs) I really, really liked that because of the fact that, like, there's still that connection between Eric and Feeney. Like, they both, they think similarly, only on different intellectual levels. Right. Which is still very sweet to me. So now we go to um, Feeney's office where Corey walks in and he's like, oh, so you got those two Eagles tickets for me, right? He's like, I hear you had Eagles tickets and that you didn't need or something like that. And then Sean comes running in and he's like, I hear you have an academic achievement award for me. And they look at each other, Corey and Sean do, and they're like, sting. Which, for a second, I thought they were talking about the wrestler. Like, Sting the wrestler just showed up. Um, But then I realized that they were saying it was a Sting, and I got less excited. Um, And they were like, who did this? And then Topanga opens the door, and she's like, it was me. Like, I told him to talk to you guys. And Mr. Feeney tries to, like, kind of talk them through for, like, a second. And Topanga, like, gets... He says, I'm going to give it my best shot. And then he goes... Do you guys want to talk? And they go, no. And he goes, well, I gave it my best shot. And then Topanga, (laughs) yeah. Gets like in his face and is like, they're not doing well. And like, you're responsible for it. And it's ugly. And um, she starts going, shame. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Mr. Feeney tries to get them to talk finally. And uh, Sean is just like, look, Corey and I broke up. Um, He never, he never um did like me he always thought he was better than me even from the first time we met and um or the day we met and then he's like the day we met Mm -hmm. the day we met and it like fades into a zoo scene yep kid Corey and kid sean very clearly like brillo head kid and leather jacket six-year-old uh, Sean is sitting on the back of a um, bench at the zoo, like not sitting on the bench, but like on the back part of the bench, like a badass eating his lunch. And he, and Corey walks by. He's like, you want to eat lunch with me? And Corey, this is also very harmful, is like, no, I don't want to eat lunch with you because my friend said that you live in a trailer park and that I shouldn't be friends with you. Oh, mm-hmm. this episode. Um. I like how you check the levels when I make a noise. I have to. Um, and so, and then little Topanga comes over. And I don't remember what's going on here. Because at this point, my mind is a blur going, oh, I don't, we're going to have to talk about this whole episode. Yeah. And how do we make it not uh, angry the whole time? Corey goes to sit with like a large group of people. They don't really want him there. He goes to, I guess, play with the llamas. And Topanga goes... I told you not to play with the llamas. Do you know who the little girl was that was playing Topanga? Uh Uh-uh. Me either. I meant to look it up. I felt like she goes on to do something. Maybe. We should look it up later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or someone will tell us. Yeah. It's fine. Um, But she's like, I told you not to play with the llamas. Somebody come help him. And like everyone else is cleared out. And Sean jumps into the llama enclosure and gets Corey out. And they're just like, well. I can sit with you now. We're friends now. Mm-hmm. And but they start hugging. Well, th- and then Sean says, all right, so we're going to be friends. But here's one rule. 
when we, we grow up and we go to college, you we're going to the same college, and you're going to make sure you go to the same college as me. And C- little Corey is like, deal. And then they run up and hug each other. like For like a long hug. A real nice hug. Yeah. And Topanga, little girl Topanga, goes, ew, stop it. You're boys. Yeah. Um, Knowing Topanga like two years after that or three years after that, she would not have said that at all. She would not. And but in my head right there, I was thinking like, none of this is real. This is like Sean's retelling of it. This isn't. I think this is just in Sean's head because it's all too like on the nose. And then it cuts to real life. Where Topanga goes. Well, because then it fades back into the office where Sean and Corey are like hugging and crying. And Topanga's standing back there going, ew, stop it. You guys are boys. And they like let go of each other and they talk out a little bit more. And then they go to hug each other again. And she's just like, whoa, 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 stop. Like. (sighs) Yeah. And so... Uh, Topanga's like, listen, this is important that you guys are able to do different things. And like this, it's, but we're still in uh, seniors. Like, let's still enjoy this year. It's, it's our last year together, maybe. I mean, I applied to colleges all over the place. I applied in Miami. And Corey is like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Sean does do like a really funny, like, ooh, here we go face mm-hmm. and walks away. And uh, they start. Uh, Corey and Topanga start arguing and Mr. Feeney's like, the two of you sit down. And um, Corey goes, well, it all started the day she first nagged me at the llama pen. (laughs) And she's like, I don't nag. And punches him. Anyway, now we go back to the dean's office in the college with Eric and Jack. And the credits. And the credits. Is it post-credits scene? Mm-hmm. I have literally given up on the writing down at this point. Yeah. So we go to the dean's office where um, Eric and Jack are still trying to get an extension. They know that they need to write the paper, but they're just like, we're just here to get a- an extension. And the dean starts to like go off on them and then starts going off on them in Chinese, mm-hmm. expecting them to not understand. So he says in Chinese that... He has never, ever given anyone an extension, ever. And then Jack starts speaking in Chinese back to him and basically requests an extension. He says, maybe you can make an exception this one time. And the dean is clearly delighted Mm -hmm. and gives them the the extension. And Eric is just like, you speak Chinese? And I'm like, of course Jack speaks Chinese. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then that's the end of the episode. Yep, they it's go. Over. They we go can all breathe a sigh of relief. We never have to talk about this episode again. Um, by the way, you're probably thinking, um, Alden. Alden, you forgot to announce the writer and director of this episode, and I'm here to tell you, no, I didn't. I just didn't want that to taint Tanya's opinion of the episode. I wanted to be able to talk about this after we actually watched it. Um, so the director of this episode was Alan Myerson, an alien in uh, th- three aliens in a in a trench coat, uh, clearly homophobic. Um, this episode says in IMDb again, we're not in the wiki. The wiki doesn't have the writers because no one wanted to put their name on this. But in IMDb, it lists the writers as Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang. This takes it back to the butt gang from like season two. This isn't butt gang from season two. This is another level. This is like um, 
butt gang wants to write an MTV episode and doesn't understand what makes things work on MTV. Like they're just like, yeah, you just say like a bunch of gay jokes and then it's uh, it's funny to teenagers. Right. You know, like when when somebody thinks that they figured out the formula, but really like that's not the point like right there's more to there's more to a formula than two parts like right there's so much more to it and they missed a lot right um that was uh astonishing to see when i pulled that up i definitely thought it was going to be somebody that we haven't seen before or whatever um but gang we are so disappointed in you so many years later yeah um but How did you feel about this episode, Tanya? Well, I would like to preface this by saying the moment that it said the blurb, I was out. Like, I'm so tired of college talk. I am so tired of it. Like, it's boring to me. I I was like, okay, cool. They're talking about college. I'm bored already. And Alden was like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm just so tired of it. Well, and I said, um, why are you... Why are you being so negative already? Thinking that we had a decent episode on our hands. I was wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't, but it's not the college stuff. Right. Um, So it's hard for me to express how much this episode is my least favorite episode of Boy Meets World that I've ever seen. Like, there would never be a chance for me to, I don't know, be talking about this in the recap and like accidentally forget that I didn't like the episode because there were good things about it because there isn't. Like Morgan was funny mm-hmm. and Lionel was just a gem. Mm-hmm. I just, goodness gracious, I loved Lionel so much. I felt for him, that poor sweet baby, like just wanted to be friends with Corey and he was being used, but he was so sweet. I loved him. Otherwise, the shit sucked. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple times as I was writing notes where I just like stopped writing mid-sentence and I was just like, fuck this episode. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. Um, and like, I get it. It was the 90s and they made comments, but this was like constant throughout the whole episode. And and while you keep saying that the homophobia is the biggest problem, it's putting the blanket of homophobia over also the fact that it's toxic masculinity. Right. And those two things together, to me, like, I would not, I would not want the boys to watch that episode at all. Right. Um, like, at what point... Can people just love each other? Well, we were there less than a year ago. I know. It's just, it was so mind-boggling to me how throughout this series, we've been able to be like, but, so this sucked, but their portrayal of a friendship is so good. Mm -hmm. This was awful. And in all honesty, I can remember forward a little bit that Topanga kind of stays on this train and it's already kind of leaving a bad taste in my mouth and maybe it's not as bad as in this episode but I do feel like going forward we're gonna see a good bit more of Topanga jealousy with Sean and and different issues with that kind of stuff and I'm not looking forward to that and I don't even think I would have thought of it 
if we hadn't forced ourselves to get through this episode? I think I'm... I understand some of the Topanga stuff. Like, Topanga's a little bit jealous of her boyfriend being so close with someone else, whether a guy or not. But this episode was bad. Like, it was just so bad. Um, You get jealous over me and Fred, our dog. You're like, oh, of course you guys are all cuddled up together. I'm not actually jealous. (laughs) I'm just joking. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of Topanga stuff with Corey later on is kind of like in that same vein Mm -hmm. where it's like, ugh. Right. You care about him so much more than you care about me. Yeah. But this was bad. Yeah. It, was... it, it It's so bad that I don't ever remember seeing this episode. I don't either. I don't either. So I don't know if like... Well, part of the reason you probably don't remember this episode either is because they did everything they've ever done before and they did it all worse. So if you're thinking about a time when Corey and Sean broke up, you'd think back to an affair to forget. If you're thinking about a time when Eric tried to bribe people, you'd think about him trying to bribe Feeney into things. Mm-hmm. You'd think about them going to the opera together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if, if you're looking for like... Alan being gross, you would think about him saying sexual things about Felicity. Or him being shitty to Eric like before. Um, so it really was like... <laughs> One of the things I said ending last season and starting this season was um, at least having Sean move into this apartment really sets us up to have good, different stories. I said they were kind of in a bubble Mm -hmm. before and they had to break out of that bubble so they could start telling different stories. Mm -hmm. In the three episodes in, they've rehashed half of their stories Mm -hmm. and done it real shitty Mm -hmm. and hurtful to entire groups of people. Yeah. Um, And not just like as a vague thing, like this wasn't like vaguely hurtful. They literally took a person and hurt him in this episode. Like Lionel was being actively hurt throughout this episode. Right. And they've, but they've done that before. They did it to Frankie Mm -hmm. and they had Frankie come back and made a story out of it. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that with Lionel. They literally didn't do anything Right. Better than they've ever done before. They did things that they've mm-hmm. done before and did it worse. Yeah. So I I, I would be upset with this episode for the, the gay jokes. Mm-hmm. But as much as that, like as a TV show, this episode was terribly written. Yeah. Very, very lazily written. It was, this isn't positive at all, is it? There were some positive scenes. I really liked the scene in the elevator. And when... When Sean did the thing where he calls Lionel back and he's telling him things that that he and Corey used to do together. Like, that was a a cute little scene that got the point across without being hurtful or crass or uh, um, um, overly explanatory. Like, they were able to just make it interesting there. Yeah. Which is why the rest of the episode is, like, where did that go? Right. Well, thanks for telling me how I felt about this episode, Tanya. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. No, I completely, completely agree with you. And I completely understand. And it's, I, when we watched The Affair to Forget, I loved the stuff where it was like paralleling it with like a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that. The fact that they took that and just beat the shit out of it in this episode was so frustrating. Well, and, and in Affair to Forget, they 
they did the little things where like they're on the phone trying to hear each mm-hmm. other's voice and but never did they go we broke up like you're not being you're not alluding to anything anymore there's no subtlety you're literally just going oh no we broke up and he's gonna go date other dudes now like right it's just so lazy and un unthoughtful i don't that's not the word for it but i'm out of words anyway what a relief anyway <laughs> you talk for a while and just i mean i was trying take, after you asked me how i felt about this episode us, take us home Tanya. do i need to ask you how you feel about this episode because you kind of just i loved it <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So can we agree this is our least favorite episode of Boy Meets World to date? Yep. I mean, not even... Nothing redeemable. It's not even close. That doesn't mean there aren't parts of the episode I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't matter. Like, the the episode was so bad overall that it ruins all that stuff. Yeah. Every time I would go to, like, laugh at something within the next five seconds, I was just like, no! Um, Aubrey... Before we start recording, I was getting old and some water and Aubrey was out in the kitchen and she's like, good luck recording, Bobanya. And I was like, yeah, um, this one's going to be rough. And she was like, why? And I, I didn't tell her what happened, but she was like, what did those scallywags do about <laughs> about Corey and Sean? And I was like, oh, it was not them this time. And she was like, who was it? And I was like, Topanga. She goes, oh, Topanga's the good one. Yeah, that was... That was very upsetting. Again, like if it had just stuck with Alan. It would, anyway, I'm tired of talking about this. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Do, are we, do we got anything cool coming up? Um, Like Christmas? I don't know. I've been listening to other podcasts a lot lately, and they're just always talking about, well, yeah, we got shirts coming out next month. And, <laughs> we've got uh, a live show coming up. <laughs> we've got a live show. We're doing a, a stream. We're doing a... No, we're not doing shit. This is it. <laughs> we don't have time. Next week, you'll get another episode. <laughs> Hopefully better than this one. I would like to have a shirt or two at some point. That would be so cool. I, Diego's so, logo on a shirt. Oh, yeah. So one of one of the redeeming things about this episode, the only redeeming thing, really, was when Topanga yells into the llama enclosure and she's like, I told you not to play with the llamas. We should get that put on a shirt. No, no, we're not getting anything from this episode on a shirt. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I was trying to bring back the positivity. You're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anything else you want to say no yeah i think we're about done you can find us on facebook uh just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar and you can find us you can talk about this episode with us um and honestly like i fully expect to get the like you guys are wrong this episode is wonderful it's my favorite episode of the series i'm sure there are people who can look at this in the vein of like eh, it's the 90s mm-hmm. and these are 90s jokes but I, th- that wasn't that this time to me right so anyway ar- go online and argue with us I don't care like you can argue with we me we look forward to the arguments um you can find us on twitter at bmgmbmw or you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com um this has been a very special <laughs> boy meets girl meets boy meets world season 5 episode 3 class dismissed <laughs> <laughs>